Hey all you heroes, hawks, heralds, crows, pirates, and wardens. Welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we unpack, discuss, and galaxy brain about all the lore behind the Dragon Age series. We are so excited to bring you this podcast. Every episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Dragon Age universe, from character deep dives to exalted marches and elven gods. We will cover it all. There will be spoilers. And always remember, swooping is bad. And welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we talk about Dragon Age and its lore. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Shelby or Sheacup. And we are here for our once a month, very, very special patron chat. And so we are here with our patrons, and I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, everybody. I am LVCC13, or Lizzie. Um, I'm Nick, Capricorn Tower. Hello. Mm-hmm. And then the last, but never least, Kolka Shins. Hi, how's it going? And so, Shelby, what are we here to talk about? Yeah, so um, we are talking about a pretty interesting topic today. This one is what country in modern day, specifically modern day Thetis, would you want to be from or live in? And as a reminder, I know everybody here knows, but for those that are listening, as a reminder, all of our patrons get to vote on the topics. We usually post early in the month um, with a couple options and then a final option for them to kind of leave anything else in the comments if they have another idea so if you become a patron all patrons get to vote on the topics for these patron chats so um yeah you should become a patron but um before we kind of dive into answering and getting into our thoughts on this one i of course brought a list so some of the countries and nations in thetis include ferelden orlay antiva Navarra, Taventer, Ravane, the Free Marches, and you can pick as a whole or like a specific city-state, um, the Anderfells, Parvalin, Saharan, and Orzammar. Lots of choices. So who wants to open us up? If no one wants to start, I can start, but we'll open it up. I have a question. I have an answer. In this, in this hypothetical, are we peasants are we commoners are like are, are we uh, like rogues or or mages or like soldiers what are we talking about here that informs I my would answer just, quite a bit yeah that's fair i would just say it's your choice um who you want to be if you want to be yourself going and getting dropped into thetis that's fine you can do that too um but yeah you can pick for yourself uh so with that in mind, uh, I suppose if I was born a mage, um, I would want to live in Navarra because I feel like it's the least stressful place to be a mage. <laughs> I mean, everywhere else you're like oppressed or into winter, you have to like look over your shoulder all the time because you're going up against competitors or whatever. 
But I mean, I guess if you're like a lower class mage in Tevinter, you're probably just bored. So, but, so yeah, I feel like Navarro would be nice because you just like have your little, have your little job as a Mortalitasi um, and then go see all the art and stuff that Navarro is famous for. So I think that would be pleasant. If I was not a mage, I think I would want to live in Markham in the free marches because they have the grand tourney so that means there would be like entertainment coming every now and then like i don't want to be stuck somewhere kind of boring so i think that would be a nice thing to partake in every year markham was definitely one of the ones that i had on my list too um but also it's always been unclear to me maybe y'all know um but is like if you're a mage and you grow up in navarra do you have to become part of the Mortalitasi? Like, is every mage in Navarra part of that order? Or do you get the choice to just be a regular mage? I feel like it's probably not that you have to, you know? Like, I don't think it's like Ravain, where if you're a woman and a mage, that you're always going to be trained to become a seer. I think it's more, I kind of feel like it's probably more like a Navarra city thing versus a Cumberland thing because I get the impression that Cumberland is a little bit more like mainstream it's a little bit more like we're we're not quite as edgy as the grand necropolis city like we're just doing normal mage stuff here yeah that totally makes sense um especially the differences between the cities I don't know if if I'm remembering correctly isn't Inez the botanist from Cumberland, I feel like if that's an, any indication, you're with a lot of plants all day, every day. <laughs> that's a good point. I'm, I may have to change my answer because I do love a good plant. <laughs> okay. I will say it. If I were a mage, which I definitely would be, I would want to be from Tevinter. Like, I know. I know, I see your looks, but... Um, I mean, I think that's fair, honestly. <laughs> I, think, I think, Nick, that you get a good point, but, like, you know, yeah, I think there will be a lot of stress to be, you know, in, like, the higher order of mages, but I feel like that same stress is also probably, you know, if you are a noble in or lay, you're playing the game, and I mean, you don't even have to always be a noble to be caught up in the game. So it's kind of like that influence is everywhere. And like, there are a lot of people in Orlay who don't play the game. I'm sure like there are probably, there have to be a lot of like mages who aren't in that same kind of political machinations. Um, and, you know, if you're a mage from Tevinter, like you get all the benefits of that. And you could also still be a revolutionary. You can be like Dorian. And then you can just be righteously angry at your own country and want to try to improve it. I'm sure that's a really great feeling. If I were not a mage, I would want to be from Antiva. Specifically Antiva City. Because Zephyrin, I feel like, reps that city pretty well. And there are a lot of the Italian influences that I really like. And, you know, if a lot of people like there from there are like Zevran, I think I would very much enjoy it. 
Also, you got to know their wine game has to be on point. Oh, yeah. 100%. And cheeses. They've got to have mm-hmm. great cheese. Righteously and the leather. At your own country is something I understand a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all of us who live in America right now um, are all on the same page for that one for sure. Lizzie, you are the. Which is why I ran away. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would also add just to that, Cash, is that I think the way that Zevran describes Antiva City is just the imagery that he uses is so on point and it makes it sound so enticing to go there from the moment that I had that conversation with him. The first time I played origins, I was like, Oh man, like I want to go here. I hope we get to go there in the next game. Unfortunately, I'm still waiting um, on that one, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. And he just, I, I can't even remember everything that he says about it, but talking about like the Bay and um, the way it smells of leather and just like all the stuff. It just sounds amazing. I love the smell of leather. It's like tanneries are awful, but leather is amazing and it smells great. And once again, if everyone in Antiva is like Zebrin, it seems like a pretty great place. Also, I just feel like I really see this because I just feel like Antiva is obviously like a parallel for real world Italy. And so I just also just assume that like their culture and everything revolves around art and food and fashion and all of this things that just sound very relaxing to this hyper-capitalism overworked American. And it has assassins. I was literally about to mention the crows because like, yeah, I feel like that's the downside. Any place that like originates an assassin order that's, you know, famous everywhere. There's probably a lot of downsides too, but mm, it evens out. Hopefully. But also like if you're just an everyday person and you're just like living your life, enjoying the wine, like you're going to be okay. Like it's fine. They're not going to come after you for vacationing there. You're bringing in money to their city. My turn. Uh, okay, yes. so I didn't think about this for if I was a mage or not, but now that I am thinking that, I w- if I was a mage, I think I would also want to be from Tevinter or from Navarra, simply from what everyone else has said, and also the chance of just being able to run into Cassandra if I worked at the Grand Necropolis because she was begrudgingly visiting her uncle market, <laughs> her uncle, that would be hilarious because I'd just be like do you want to get it away from these dead people and go get a drink because this is boring (laughs) but I think if I could if I wasn't a mage I would want to be either from Antiva for all the reasons previously discussed or from Ostwick actually because just from the description of Ostwick from the Trevelyan's card when you're picking your origin in Inquisition it seems like a really cool place I would love to be on the coast being near the beach is the most amazing thing. So that would be another benefit of Antiva as well. And also just hearing the description of Antiva from Josie as well, just like how she's like, oh yeah, you go to the pier and you just, there's tons of restaurants and everyone's just chilling out and the music's great. I 
how could you not want to live in Antiva or at least be there 99.9% of the time? Also facts. Yep. I would be a little bit nervous just because as of Tevinter Nights, the Kunari are invading Antiva. So that's not as fun. But, you know, they haven't conquered the whole place yet. I'm sure there's still some great vacation spots. I mean, if we just start throwing pastries at them, if Sten's reaction to cookies and origins is any indication that would solve all the problems, they'd be too busy eating sugar. (laughs) My opinion on it is when I'm answering this question, I am pretending that there are no conflicts. There's no Kunari invading. There's no Solus. There's no Elven uprising. There's no nothing. Everyone's happy. And it is the way it is. And I'm just going to go and have a good life. So that's how I'm picturing it. Um, anybody else, you can you can have your own different take. But that's how I'm looking at it. Um, Austin would now be a good time for our mid-break. Yeah, I definitely think so. Ah, Hawk stepped in the poopy. I love you. Want a sandwich? All this for me. I didn't get Alexius anything. Send him a fruit basket. Everyone loves those. All right. Well, welcome to the Milla Show, where we talk about everything about the podcast that doesn't have to do with the lore. And it's here where we thank our patrons. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Thank you to all the patrons who are here, all those who are not here. A special thank you to our first patron, Genesis, our divine tier patron, Kit, and our one and only Nug King patron, Louis H., Thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to join these chats, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Dragon Age Lorecast and support us there. If you sign up for our first Enchanter tier um, or higher, you can come on the shows with us. Also, we're pushing merch. And so if you are a and Tevin Crow or the $10 tier or higher, you will get quarterly stickers that we had designed that were designed by the Fourth Lantern. Um, if you are a patron, we need your addresses. We can't give you the stickers if we don't know where to send them. And so please go into Patreon and make sure that your address is up to date so that we can send you those stickers. If you can't support us on Patreon, a great way is to leave us some ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. If you leave us five stars with some words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Shelby, do we have a review to read today? We do. This review is from Gyrator on Apple Podcasts, and they said, great listen, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Love listening to this while working. As a huge fan of Bioware and Dragon Age, it's awesome to dive into the lore of the world. Plus, it saves me the time of reading it. The cups do a great job at conversing and breaking down the lore in a way in a way that can't be matched. Thank you so much for this review. Yes, thank you so much. And again, if you leave us five stars and some words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. And then the last thing I want to tell you is about to join the Discord. If you want to hang out with us, talk about Dragon Age, talk about our other shows, you can join the Discord, the Cups podcasting and more. And you can find that link in the episode description. Oh, yeah, you can go check our our website uh cupspodcasting.com that was made for us by lewis h uh with hit media solutions you can go check that out and find all the information that i just told you on that website as well all right let's get back into it (laughs) oh 
tits. Ice... Tittles. You're looking for titsicles. Oh, that's good. Yes, and it's... a real nice night for an evening. Um... <laughs> oh, you fear barbarians will swoop down upon you. Yes, swooping is bad. So, Shelby, do you want to go last, or do you want to go now? Well, I have two answers, so... You want to go last? I could do half and half. I could do half and half. What do you want to do? I'm You're sure you only have one answer. Well, I'll share one and then I'll share my... You can go and then I'll share my last one last. Okay. So if I was a mage, I would want to be from Ravain because I feel like they're loosey-goosey on magic. Um, you know, they don't really care about the Chantry or the Circle. So, like, there's just not a lot of oppression there for mages. Um, and they also have a very historic tradition, like we mentioned earlier, of the female ma magic users basically being hedge witches and... Um, like turning into these seers or being trained as seers for basically the whole people system, people group. So that would be who I would want to, where I would want to be from. So, um, yes, except for Lizzie put in chat until the circle gets annulled, which does happen, but not because of Ravain. That happens because of the Chantry. So I feel like even though that happens, they're not going to change their opinions, their views on magic that much um, just because that happened personally. That's fair. Yeah, but isn't like Ravain also littered with pirates? Um, yeah, and Cunari, so it may not be the best place to be. But I also think, I also think, um, they probably have really great beaches. They probably are very Mediterranean-esque since they're on the same peninsula that Antiva is on. I would imagine that they also have great food, great wine, you know, all the things that Antiva has as well. You do love the Mediterranean aesthetic. I do. That's that's true. All right. Um, so you all are incorrect because there is only one place that is the best place to be a mage, and that is to be a member of the Avar tribes. And so that's where I would want to be from because I feel like I would I think my answer is I want to be a member of the Avar tribes, period, because I feel like they have the least amount of conflict with the rest of Thetis. Like, Jaws of Hacken, like, excluded. Like, they, after Andraste's kind of uprising, they kind of just seclude themselves off, and they're just like, y'all do what, what you want, we'll commune with the spirits, and life will get on. I also think that they have a very, very healthy and realistic view of magic, in that magic isn't something to be feared, but rather a responsibility to bear. And so I'd want to be an Avar. In the cold? In the mountains? In okay, the nature? Okay, okay but the let's... let's spirit put into you? Right. But let's think about it's it. It's a lot let's of body think, pain, too. Let's think about it, though. The Avar clothing looks so freaking warm. I bet they don't feel the cold at all. You mean in the three but places also... that they actually have it? Yes. But also, life would just be really hard. Like, I don't know if you remember in the Avar episode we did, like, 
all of their culture was formed by how they had to forage in the forest for their food and how they starved and like life would just be really difficult. And personally, I think you're too accustomed to a life of comfort for that. No, this is an ideal world where I grow up in that culture and I'm used to that. (laughs) Okay. All right. You do you. You just want a pet bear. I mean, yeah. And would I name him Trinket? I would. And, uh, but you know, we just got, I just think that they have the best view of magic. And I think it is with the spirit in you, like, but like spirit possession with the Avar is not something that you fight against. So you're supposed to like allow, like ally yourself with the will of the spirit. So I feel like as you do that, it's less likelihood for the spirit to become corrupted. How, what's the, do we ever have any idea of the population size of the Avar tribes? They don't like, tell us for a reason. I don't know, but like, what are our suspicions on that? Because it was always my impression that it also is kind of like, I mean, they're both so disjointed, but also like there's not enough of them to make a full-fledged nation, even if they wanted to. Okay, well, let's let's draw some parallels here. Based on what, sorry. what we see on the Avar Frostback Basin, I would guess that there can't be more than a couple thousand of them. Based on the because video game populations are always a lot smaller than they actually say. I mean, there's supposed to be hundreds of people in the Kirkwall Chantry, but I swear that place looks like I would speak and it would echo for days because there's <laughs> nothing in there. And so I think that that's part of I want to think so. I would guess around a couple thousand, but that's only one Avar tribe. And so they're probably disjointed enough that you could say that, but we also like, I don't know. I think you could say the same argument about the Dalish. Would you classify the Dalish as a nation? No. Also, like, I think also because they're nomadic. And I I do think that like, if you put all the Dalish in one group, like you're going to get it. You might not be a nation right then and there, but you're going to get one pretty quickly. And I would assume the same thing with the Avar tribes. It's like when they, if they were to band all together, you know, in modern day, it is right then and there. I mean, it, it, it's probably just going to be like a pretty big city state, maybe at most nothing like not competing with like the free marches, but it would very quickly grow to become a nation. I feel like, cause it's a good foundation. Especially if the Chastened joined them as well. Because I know they're not technically the same thing, but if the Chastened had to choose, they'd probably pick the Avar over, like, Ferelden, so. I would, like, the reason why I think they're valid for a pick for this is because they they aren't um, beholden to any other country's laws. Like, they can't, I mean, technically, I guess the Inquisitor can judge and try an Avar chieftain. But you don't see 
Ferelden bringing up the Avars. That's true. And just to talk about chat a little bit, Lizzie said in chat that we really only see one Avar hold, which is true, but we know of several others in the lore. Um, so we know that there are quite a few that do exist. We just haven't seen them yet. But yeah, that's a good, it's a good question. And I think that, yeah, I would classify them as a nation because they govern, they effectively govern themselves. But, but you know, kind of by that argument, you could argue that the United States is actually 50 nations. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> but more important question, do we think that when we armed that chieftain to go and attack Tevinter, that we armed him with more goats? He has to smack their holdings with goat's blood. It's it's in his uh, traditions. Also, like, this is really off topic, but I want to know, like, just like, the idea of these Venatori when this just person from not just southern Thetis, but like the southernmost tip of Thetis comes into their realm is just like this random dude who really actually doesn't have any authority over me told me to come here and kill a bunch of people. So that's what I'm going to do. I did have the thought uh, listening to this week's episode of the Lorecast about the Dales. I really am super curious what it was like to live there when it was a elven kingdom. I think it would be really cool if uh, Bioware made some like tangential media about that. I'd totally read a book that was set in that time frame. Yeah, I agree. I actually find that time frame more interesting than Elvenon um, and the ancient elves, which I feel like gets all the lore focused, like everybody's focused on that all the time. But yes, I completely agree. I would love a book or a comic or a TV show or a movie or literally anything about the Dales. Um, that would be amazing. Especially I would if it was being told from Inquisitor Emeritan's perspective, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. I would totally watch a House of the Dragon style show about all the years leading up to the Exalted March on the Dales. That would be awesome. So my last answer, um, I'm really glad nobody said this one, but so if I wasn't a mage, if I was just myself or just a rogue or warrior or whatever, I would want to live in Wycombe in the free marches. And there are several reasons. So in the lore, specifically in the world of Thetis Encyclopedia, um, they say that Wycombe is considered to be the freest city-state in the Free Marches and that it is, quote, the revelry capital of Thetis. And so they import the second largest amount of Antivan wine in throughout Thetis, even though um, Valrio is number one, and even though they only have about a third of the population of Valrio, they're like right up there with them in the amount of wine they drink. Um, so I think it would be really fun to live there. I get a lot of New Orleans vibes when I read about Wycombe. So I just feel like that would be a really, really, really fun place to be. Yes, Lizzie, you can change your answer. You can copy me. That's fine. <laughs> None of us said Ferelden, Kirkwall, or or Lay. Like the three. I wonder places. why we didn't say Kirkwall. Huh. I, I mean, wonder. That was far <laughs> more like, hey, I get it. But I would also argue out of all of them, like 
Kirkwall's probably the city that we've seen like the closest representation to what it actually is versus like like you know origins denarum like i'm sure it actually looks totally different or like we only see a tiny little part of valerio in uh in origins in, in, in mm-hmm. inquisition sorry yeah that's totally fair i will say this i would live in ferelden under the condition that i could get a mabari warhound that's my condition of living in ferelden that's very reasonable, I feel. But also for me, I would never pick Orlay just because I like hate everything about them. Um, so yes, or that would be a big no. That would be a big no for me. But um, something we said earlier, I, ca- I guess kind of is a little bit of a tangent, but it just very much reminded me about, I think it was Nick, what something you said, but about the grand game and Orlay. And and I'm sure there are people out there who are listening like, Oh, I would never want to be from Orlay because I wouldn't want to play the game. But I feel like the game, maybe not as grand as it is in Orlay, but I feel like every nation has to play it a little bit, um, at least the nobles and leaders of that country. So it's not like we can escape that entirely. Um, but yeah, Orlay is not not my jam, that's for sure. I'd pick Ferelden if I knew for sure I could marry Alistair. I mean, that's literally my canon playthrough, so. <laughs> Do you want to be queen of that dumpster fire, though? Like, I love Ferelden. It's not like it'd be Kirkwall. That's fair. I mean, Kirkwall in 10 years has a Cunari invasion, a mage rebellion, and just general, like, demons popping over everywhere. Yeah, I could handle Ferelden politics. Just the way the lands meet works, it would be all about manipulating the other members of the lands meet. And they'd all be too busy paying attention to what stupid thing Alistair was saying to notice what I was doing. Right. I'd have that done quick. I, I will say, like, that you could make, like, the Harry Potter McGonagall meme of, like, why is it when anything happens, it's always you three and it's Kirkwall or Lay or Tevinter. And Kirkwall is Ron who says, Professor, I've been asking that same question for years. So true. That's so true. I also think it's really funny, like, nobody picked Parvalin, nobody picked Saharan, like, no, we're good. We don't, we don't want to live there. I think that the Kune is a valid form of way to live your life. I would not survive or thrive under the Kune as an individual. I feel like my opinions on the cune and all of that is like if i was born in it i would want to get out of it but if i was just some random person non-noble in thetis i would see the attraction of the cune because everyone's mm-hmm. valued and you would have mm-hmm. a place in society where you're not like struggling to survive and i think that's why we do see a lot of elven converts to the cune None of yeah, us, I agreed with that. I was gonna say none of us um said Anderfels or Orzammar either, which I totally understand. Or Anderfels, like they, it's cold. What do there. they really have? 
and it, there's deserts, also mountains. Like they've been hit by two or three blights, so like it's all just dead. And like I feel like, well, here's the thing about both Orzammar and the Anderfels. It's like a constant reminder of the blights because the deep roads are right there in Orzammar. And the Anderfels, the Grey Ward, Wysop is right there. The Grey Wardens basically run everything. So I feel like I like the ignorance, the idea of the ignorance is bliss of being like, oh, yeah, those blights, those are things that we talk about. But that one hasn't happened in 10 years. We'll be fine. Yeah, that's how we ended up with everything that happened in the fifth one. Just saying. Look, I didn't say it was perfect. I just said I see the appeal. (laughs) I feel like uh, Shelby's feelings about Orle are how I feel about Orzammar. I just hate their entire political system. Like, everything about it, throw it in the trash. Set it on fire. (laughs) I mean, they're already next to a bunch of lava, so they're they're so close. Just one well-aimed pickaxe. (laughs) And it all goes tumbling down. Look, I'm an introverted gremlin. Like, I like to sit with my blinds closed in the darkness and all of that stuff. But I still need the sun. I need I need the fresh air and the sun. I don't want to live underground. Plus, then we That's would fair. have to be, like, subjects of Balin or whoever succeeds after Haramont does. Like, good gravy. That would not be fun. But... So Cash said in the chat, dear Andraste, trigger a double blight in Parvalin. Thank you. And I just want to say, uh, Cash, do you require that Iron Bull be out of the country when that happens? Yes. But also, I just really want to see how the Kunari respond to a blight and then really test them. And let's just make it, you know, a nice double blight. Double blight. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I want that to happen. This is a qu- Has there ever been a Kunari Grave Warden? Because I, I just think it would be interesting, well, to see how like the dragon blood reacts with taking in the taint. I don't think there has ever been a Kunari Grey Warden because literally Sten is sent to Ferelden because the Aeroshock asked, what is the blight? Find out. <laughs> That's yeah. fair point. And they didn't even arrive in Thetis until after the fourth blight. So oh, yeah, they would just right. be like, what are you guys talking about? I don't think that Do it think- would be a Kunari Grey Warden at that, like, for them to join the Grey Wardens, I feel like they would either be Talvashoth or, you know, born Talvashoth or um, abandoning the Kune to join this other social order and maybe none of them just went back to tell the air shock. I mean, there could be, but. So I want to know, like now I want a like offshoot thing of like Sten going back to the Aton to, and like become air shock and him telling all these stories from being in the fifth line and them just looking at you like Sten describing the brood mother and them just being like, what in the holy name? of the cune is that do the canari have swears about cosloan like we do about andraste i feel like they i don't feel like they're i i don't feel like they're as irreverent as the rest of thetis is (laughs) just gonna go on a limb there 
But do you think after a very drunk game of Wicked Grace that Bull and Varric made some up? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. I don't even think they need to be drunk for that. I think they would just do that. <laughs> they missed a golden opportunity for party banter with that. Oh, I'm sad mm. now. All right. Well, thank you all for being here. We'll let you go around and tell people where they can find you and what they can see. So we'll start with Lizzie. Well, I am officially actually back streaming on Twitch. <laughs> thank goodness. I've actually finally gotten stuff to work. So you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LVCC13. And then Capricorn. Uh, yeah, Capricorn <clears throat> Tower. I'm active on the Discord and that's basically all I do. <laughs> And Kolkashens. Uh, you can find me in the Discord. So join. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So uh, as we thank you all for your support. And if you want to join us on Patreon, you can do so by and join these chats by signing up at the first Enchanter tier or higher. And before we go, a special thank you to our Nug King patron, Lewis H, who gets a shout out at the end of every episode. And other than that, thank you for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at DA Lorecast. If you have any lore questions, topics to unpack, or side character suggestions, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's easily the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. You can find us there on patreon.com slash dragonagelorecast. The Dragon Age Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. We'll see you next time. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 